I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. So let's say you want to talk about tools and you want to get into tools, uh, no matter what time of year it is. And Evernote is one of those tools that you've heard about because it's usable on a wide variety of platforms. And uh, you've just read a lot about it. And you're you're finally deciding, you know what, I want to get my digital life organized. I want to start using a tool that's going to help me do that. And Evernote seems like a great place to start. But the question is, where do you start? And that's where Charles Bird, my guest today, can help you out. We talk about some of the uh, ways you can get started with Evernote simply. We talk about the ideas of what are the least conventional aspects of Evernote that he, he thinks that can be leveraged more. And we dive into that a whole lot more. So let's just get into it because I want you to get into Evernote and Charles is going to help you do that. So let's talk to Charles Bird now here on the Productivityist Podcast as we dive into Evernote and how it can help you have a more productive day month, year, and beyond. So Evernote is something that I've been using for a long time. Uh, if I look back, I think I'm, we're talking 2008, 2007. I'd have to go, I'd have to, that's just off the, off the top of my head. Charles Bird, how long have you been using Evernote for? Well, um, cause we know fine. you've mastered it. We know you've got it down cold, but how long have you been using it for? Yeah, well, uh, I've been using it, I think, since 2007. But it, it's funny, my initial my initial reaction to it was, oh, it's all over the, the app store. Everyone says it's awesome. I'm going to download this thing. And I downloaded it. And I'm like, it makes notes. What are you going to use this for? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you figured it out. You've, you've crafted some really cool stuff with regards to it. And, and I think that uh, that's what we want to dive into today. So first off, um, for those in my audience who don't know who you are or, or haven't heard of you before, why don't you dive in and, and tell uh, tell my audience a little bit about yourself? You got it. So um, I live in Northern California, and um, I basically worked in the Silicon Valley for 15 years and came up through... Uh, the tech side of things, uh, tech support, project management, program management, um, started founding and running my own departments at the software company that had about 6,000 employees and a billion, billion dollar software company. And um, so in, in doing that kind of technical work and briefly back on the Evernote story when I downloaded and wondered what it was even for, um, I was running 12 enterprise projects at the same time, one of them with a budget of $5 million. And there was all these vendors and contracts and uh, tech companies and international teams. And I was like drowning. I'm like, I need a way to manage this. So that's when I gave Evernote a second chance and actually really tried to figure out a system with it, which is exactly what happened. And it's uh, it's been immensely helpful and as part of those um corporate projects um along with rolling out the solution and and so forth with the teams i managed um i'd come up with the training for the employees and also the marketing and uh video production for our launches and things like that so when i decided to create my own company I took all my favorite parts of that work and um, 
was trying to figure out what my first product would be. And I was like, what's helped me the most? And Evernote was at the very top of the list among a few other things, but like Evernote was very substantial to the way I've been able to accomplish so much. And so I was like, let's, let's share this and really get it out and teach people how to implement it very quickly so that they don't have to struggle and figure it out because most people have it, but they don't have the time to figure that out. So they just kind of either limp along or play with it for a bit and then drop off the map. Well, you you interact with a lot of people. Um, how, how about yourself or the people you work with? A lot of the, the same things apply. A lot of people get it because they think, oh, I've heard so many good things about it. Uh, or they've had it for a long time, one or the other, and they just don't know what to do with it. They, they, they're, they're, they're lost. They, uh, they either throw everything in it and then it's just <laughs> the mess has been transferred with no framework or rhyme or reason, or they, uh, or they, uh, they, they just have it there and haven't done anything with it. They tried it for a couple of, a couple of weeks and they couldn't figure out what to do with it. And then the other thing that they do, the third thing is that they look online for all the different types of ways you could use Evernote, get overwhelmed by that. And, they just it falls by the wayside, and I think that's that's something I want to touch on with you is, is how do you distill like if you were to get somebody started quickly and I know we were going to talk about your course and stuff as well but let's talk about the the like a lot of people when they dive in they 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 dip their toe in Evernote they really dive in where you you mentioned that you want to stress that you could start simply where do you where do you think people should start when they're when they're adopting something like Evernote because. Like, like we were both saying, it can become a real rabbit hole if you're not careful. Right. Okay. So to, to your point, yeah, some people pick up on one or two things and they just start A, dumping everything in there, or someone will find the web clipper that's part of Evernote and they'll clip stuff, but they're not like organizing it. Um, or I, I know uh, someone who found the email feature where you can email content mm. in and they email content in, but I'm sure they never look at it and they don't have it organized. So it's like they're, they're not structured systems. So where I guide people to get started, um, basically what I teach is a combination of three things, tools, workflows, and habits. And basically Evernote itself it's an awesome tool. But if you don't have a workflow, a, a method by which to apply it to your business or your life or specific situations like booking a trip or onboarding a new client or um, something like that, then y you won't know to use it in those situations. So therefore, when you need something, it won't be there. So the, the combination of tools, workflows, and habits. So if you have the tool, in this case, Evernote, amazing tool. Then you have a workflow, a way to systematically um, gather important information that's triggered in your head as, hey, I might need to see this again. Um, and then the the habits that in include the cues, like, like I'll just give you an example. I meet with a lot of clients and partners as part of running my company. And so one of the cues is if I'm meeting with somebody, that is a cue to create a new note. And I will tag that note straight out of the gate with their name and the tag notes. And so that is a routine. Um, I don't have to think about it whatsoever because it's 
totally ingrained and and you just build on that with with other routines so w- when you asked how how would i recommend someone get started i would pick some specific things that are pretty integral to your um work or personal life and think what information would be really handy for me to have at at any point so in my case if i'm meeting with clients and customers and partners all the time it's really important for me to be able to track that because that's part of how my business grows and my impact um grows and so that's that's one of my triggers another trigger could be if you're leaving home depot take a picture of the receipt so later when your wife tells you to return the ceiling fan that doesn't match the um blinds you have a way to do it because maybe that receipt fell between the seats and (laughs) Now you don't have to hunt for it. Yeah, I think the importance of thing uh, triggers are so important when it comes to this kind of thing. Like when when this happens, like the that's where you know the automation tool. If this then that was built off of. If this happens, then do that. Uh, one of the things I want to dive into, you know, is the not the infrastructure of Evernote, but the changes that they've made recently. And I know that it's probably not something we want to talk too much on. But a lot of people, when Evernote made the changes to their pricing structure and a lot of upheaval, people were freaking out because, oh, they're taking away all this stuff and now it's it's more onerous to use. Have you found that it's like you know more challenging for people who are just getting into it to use it now? Or if people are just patient with it and, and you know, again, adopt a proper framework and workflow with it, that they can get, they can use all the different types of, of, of Evernote, uh, you know, tiers and, and still get results and still find that they're going to be more productive. Yeah. So great question. And me personally, um, I'm of the mindset that if you give people too many choices, then they can get overwhelmed. So I'm not actually a huge fan of the three-tiered structure. I Mm -hmm. like the two-tier structure. In fact, um, I'm an Evernote certified consultant, and I have my own links to offer people access. I don't even mention the middle tier because to me, me it's pointless. You're You're either dipping your toes in the water and checking it out, and you can do that for 100% free. And I use the free version myself when I was getting going for like eight months. I mean, if you're not, if you're dealing mostly in text and the occasional image, the free version, you can move 60 megabytes of data a month, which granted is not a lot. But again, if you're working in text and like receipts here and there, it's no big deal, really. It will go a long way. And you can still sync between two devices with a free account, which most people, they probably have a laptop and a phone. They're going to be fine. Um, Now, granted, people like me, I've got multiple systems. I have tablets and phones. But hey, that's why I have a premium account. And with a premium account, you can move 10 gigs a month and everything syncs between it. But all the core features are there with the free version. You can make notes, notebooks, use tags. Um, Like you can share files. It's got the same built-in security. So um, it's certainly fine to use the free version and, um, you know, the middle tier, if that works for someone, it's a nice stepping stone. Otherwise, anyone like you and you or I running a business or using it professionally or actually wanted to take on their information management seriously to me. Now I am biased. I will say that right up front to me, $70 a year is, is nothing. I pay way more for other tools. Honestly, I would pay $70 a month easily because I 
I run my life out of it. Well, you break it down. It's 19 cents a day. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, 365 days a year, 70 bucks a year, you know, to me, that's, that's, that's 19 cents a day. That's free in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you and I both know, I mean, we've seen services, uh, of varying types, including Evernote competitors that have come and gone uh, because they've stuck with the free model and Evernote's just positioning themselves in a way. And, and, and I mean, I think that if you're going to use a service or a software and you want it to stick around, and I've talked about this many times, and I'm not the only one that does this, you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> right. Right. There's been some phenomenal services that have come and gone. And initially, you know, when the subscription models started coming out, I, I will tell you, I was one of the first to not be a fan, but then it started to sink in. Like these people have to make a living. And if you want the tool to live and evolve quickly, um, the way they do that is with funding. And if, if you're getting value out of a tool and it's really, um, benefiting your business or the quality of your life or your peace of mind, you know what? That's, that's fine. And and frankly, Frankly, the other thing that a lot of people don't recognize, or at least not at face value, is that if you're buying something based on a month-to-month service basis, then the support is going to be ongoing. Whereas if you buy a product just a one-time fee, you may not that service may 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 not be around after you've purchased it. You may only have a small window of, you know, like say 30 or 90 or even a year. But with a month-to-month service, it's kind of like renting an apartment. You know, you, if your landlord's always going to maintain that apartment uh, based on the fact that you're paying rent. That's part of what you get. So it, it's something to consider. And I don't think a lot of people draw that those parallels, but I think it's important to do so. Yeah. And just as an example, um, probably a, uh, some percentage of your audience are writers, Um I also use a writing app called Scrivener, which you're probably Same. familiar with. Yep. Yeah. So get this, Scrivener, amazing app, but it was designed 10 years ago. We've literally been waiting all that time or most of it for the iOS version, which just came out, props yep. to them. Um, but just think if they weren't doing a one-time sale, but maybe had whatever it would be, five, five or 10 or whatever it would be a month, that would have been developed years ago. Mm-hmm. There's no way it wouldn't have. Um, so that's just one example. But as far as the the benefits of the tool and the way you can use it, it's it's actually breathtaking. I know that sounds dramatic and ridiculous, but you you certainly would understand that. <laughs> and um, it's uh, just the fact you have all your stuff all the time. So wherever you go, if the phone rings, you can address whatever the issue is. I, I have a, a funny story. I, there was, there was a, a gentleman, uh, in the internet marketing industry who, um, I offered him and this whole live event, my course for free. Cause it was the kind of event where people really share and they're, they're really there to help each other. And, um, the host of that event looked across the room at me. He's like, my computer's full I've got way too many apps. I'm way too busy. I'm I'm not loading Evernote and I'm not taking your course. And I was like, oh, well, well, thanks for announcing that to the room. <laughs> <laughs> Very kind of you. And and then we were out to dinner later that night because it was like 15 entrepreneurs and at dinner there was probably like eight of us. And um, this person, Jay, was sitting next to me and I told him a story about a piece of furniture I have in my 
living room, which is a recliner, and a bolt fell out, so the recliner would flop over sideways every time. Every time you'd try to lay back, you would basically fall out the side. So I called the store I got it from. Like I, I would like a repair person to come out, and they said, no problem. One will be out tomorrow. So I live near the country. I'm walking our year-and-a-half-old Labradoodle Lucy, and there's sheep grazing to the left, vineyards to the right. The phone rings. It's the repair guy, and he's like, I can be there in an hour. And I'm like, awesome. And he says, but I can only come if you give me the invoice number from the original receipt from seven years ago. Uh, and I'm like, like my jaw drops. I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding. That's absurd. Um, but I said, hold, please. I launched Evernote, searched for the tag receipt and searched for the tag name of the store. The original receipt comes flying up and I read him the number 885 nine and he's like cool be there in an hour and came out fixed my chair um and jay the guy was telling the story over dinner he's like that's it i'm taking your course i'm telling everyone to take your course and that's precisely what he did and um yeah he he pinged me repeatedly over how much time and money the course actually saved him in really short order which was I find it very entertaining. I love that story. And actually, that uh, entrepreneur loves the story, too, because he was very resistant and um, then figured out just how valuable it can be. Well, and, and the great thing about what you do with this course, and, and just, I mean, Evernote does allow for this regardless, but the course especially is that you can say, hey, here's quantifiably what will happen if you take this course. I mean, within this period of time, this is how much time you will save if you implement the strategies that that you're you're putting forth in the course. And before we dive into the just the nuts and bolts of that, I want to ask you uh, a, a few more quick questions. Number one, yeah. Number one, what is a feature that you find in Evernote that is not as heralded as it probably should be or could be, and why? Okay, so. Uh- I'll probably answer with a couple. And I think depending on the circles you hang out in, some of these will seem new and foreign to some and others will be like, yeah, of course I use that. (laughs) Um, Well, number one, this is kind of a default, uh, which I won't go into because it's so obvious, but I'm a huge fan of tags. If you're not using tags, oh my goodness, (laughs) you need to be using tags. That is, those are the secret of Evernote. So Probably I, I, I could go deeper into it, but I was going to say um, I really advocate tags over notebooks, um, typically dramatically. But one thing people may not be aware of is you can share notebooks with like um, a colleague, a family member, a virtual assistant. And through the notebook, then you have a way to share things without giving access to your all your other data. You just pick a notebook. And let's say it's on a particular project or product or topic, and then any notes within that notebook, you and the person you shared it with or people you shared it with can then collaborate within Evernote, which I use it with my team. And, oh, it's it's awesome because we both have full visibility into all that content. We can see the updates. There's... um, basically a work chat feature, which is like an instant messenger feature. But typically we're using Slack for that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But it's still um, 
So I would say shared notebooks is really cool if you do work with other people. Um, another awesome one, which I actually use even more than the shared notebooks, is just making a link to a particular note that you can share with anyone, whether they use Evernote or not. They don't even need an account. If you send the link to them, like I, I go on different podcasts and shows and speaking engagements. And so I send my bio out to people all the time. And so I just send them an Evernote link. They click it, bam, there it is. Um, so those kind of uses. Um, another interesting one that doesn't get a lot of fanfare that I've ever heard um, is it's, it's got an Atlas feature. So if you work between different offices, let's just say you're a road warrior and you're traveling to London and Barcelona and then back to San Francisco, uh, you can view notes made in any particular location. So you could you can basically see a map and see where all your particular notes were made or do searches based on that uh, as well. So depending on the type of work you're doing, that that might be useful. We're coming to the close of the the podcast, and I want you to tell uh, my listeners here about the course that we're, we're you've put together because um, again, it's quantifiable and qualifiable all at the same time. So why don't you share with my with my audience a little bit about what they can get from the course? I've started to take it as well, so but I want I want to have you peel the curtain back on it a little bit so people understand what they would be getting. Yeah, so the course is. Um, designed to get people up and running very quickly. It's designed to um, walk you through in a systematic way, getting familiar with the basics of Evernote, the the five core features of Evernote, um, just how the tool itself works. And that's high value in itself, but that's the tip of the iceberg because it gets really good when we start talking about how to apply Evernote to your work and your life, like specific situations, like planning a trip, onboarding new clients or employees, um, basically how to keep track of all the, the contacts and leads that you're working with. So we walk through that. Then we also talk about how to get up and going, like how much stuff should you bring in from your past versus just starting today or is there hybrid approaches to doing so? And then we also talk about ways that you can, well, here, the next module is uh, fast track workflows, um, Evernote in the real world, the way you can use Evernote in a sustainable way. So this isn't some hobby you pick up for a week and a half. This is something that changes, this will sound dramatic, doesn't just change today, it changes the course of the next many, many, many years because you have a, a system you can trust and um, a methodology by which to apply it. We also have um, killer collaboration team hacks, a module called the paper destroyer. Because um, if you're like me, I was getting buried in paper and mm. I declared war on paper and I am happy to report I'm kicking its butt. Um, yeah, so that's uh, the course and the promise of the course, which I, I love sharing with people. Spend three hours in the course, save three hours a week going forward, which is 144 hours a year, which is 18 working days, all by investing three hours in this course, which is 
broken up into really easily consumable online available anytime videos between one to 10 minutes. That's awesome. And they can get, so where can they get the course right now? They can get the course right now at killthechaos.net. That's killthechaos.net. But you and I have something special planned um, that will allow people to get that course at an even better price. But we'll, we'll announce that when you're ready, I guess. We'll, we'll announce that. We'll announce that uh, sooner. To, so if you, you want to get more information on that, check out the show notes because we'll have that as the, the date draws nearer. But yeah, we've definitely got something that we're going to line up for everybody. And we'll also mention a little bit more in the, in the outro of the show. So uh, Charles, thanks so much for joining me uh, on this week's episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Where can people find you online when, uh, when you're not, uh, you know, hanging out with me, doing, you know, a webinar, which we're going to be working on, <laughs> or just, you know, uh, spreading the word about Evernote and productivity. You bet. Uh, well, you can find me. My last name is Bird, B-Y-R-D, Charles Bird here. And my website is birdword.com. That's B-Y-R-D-W-O-R-D.com. You can also find me at The Bird Word on Facebook and Twitter, where we've got, uh, I do, I have a productivity video blog. We do interviews with all kinds of amazing, smart people, such as one Mike Vardy. So yeah, love to uh, share more with you. You can find out about the course at killthechaos.net and more about me and my company and this mission to improve the quality of your life and help you create a ripple impact because you're meeting your goals and also having a higher quality of life while you do it. You can find more about that at birdword.com, B-Y-R-D-W-O-R-D.com. Thanks so much for joining me this week on the show, Charles. Thanks for having me, Mike. I really appreciate it. So there you have it. That is the the nuts and bolts of getting into Evernote. And there's a lot more advanced stuff that's in there as well. And if you want to hear more about uh, what we talked about, including whether or not it's good to use Evernote as a task manager, you can become a Patreon supporter because we talk about that in there as well as some other things. So head over to patreon.com slash productivityist if that interests you. And if you uh, are interested in helping out the show, that's how you can do it in terms of giving monetary support every month to get perks and all that stuff. If, you, if you're not able to do that, that's totally cool. A rating or review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast would be greatly appreciated. Now, we're doing a webinar, Charles and I, and you can look in the show notes to get the link to where that webinar is. And if you want to hear more about that, just go to the website, too, and you can subscribe to the Productivityist newsletter, the Productivityist Weekly, and you'll learn more about the webinars, not just the one I'm doing with Charles, but there are others that are coming up in the, in the months and, and, and weeks to come. Uh, so you can check that out as well. But I'm looking forward to bringing this webinar to you with Charles. And so again, click on the link in the show notes and you will be able to get access to that webinar and sign up for that. Uh, so that's it for this week's episode. Thanks to John Polster for producing the show. Thanks to Charles for joining me. And thanks to all of you for listening. I am Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast and founder of Productivityist, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. 